beautiful. That's what comes to mind when we think about our human design and we're progressively exposed to the perfection of God's original design. Our lives begin to reflect that beauty. Your life is His design, and His design is beautiful. Thank you for engaging with us as we are about to be further exposed to the beauty of His design as we look into the world to see Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the opportunity to bring the word to your people. Thank you because you have anointed my lips to speak authoritatively what is that counsel of God. And thank you because the ears of your people are anointed to hear truths from your word that will be revolutionary. Thank you in the name of Jesus because we are attentive to the receiving of your word. There are no distractions in our hearts. Faith enters into our hearts tonight as light shines in our hearts. We receive revelation. We receive direction. We receive instruction all by the Spirit of God and our lives are not the same again. We decree and declare so mightily grows the word of God and prevails right now. Thank you, precious spirit of the living God. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Glory to God. So this evening, I'm furthering the conversation that we started on Sunday. And the episode title is Heir to a Fortune. Heir to a Fortune. Let's turn our Bibles very quickly. I'll show you two scriptures. One that I showed you on Sunday. I'll just show you again. All right. We are in this series, the inheritance minded that's the title of the series and this is heirs to a fortune god does not want you to be orphan minded he wants you to be inheritance minded he doesn't want you to have an orphan spirit he wants you to be inheritance minded we start with the scripture we left off romans 8 and verse 17 we can start from verse 16 it says the spirit it's himself i'm reading from the new king james version it says the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of god all right verse 17 and if children then heirs heirs of god and joint heirs with christ if indeed we suffer with him that we may also be glorified together. So question, did we suffer with him? The answer is yes. When he died, we died with him. When he was buried, we were buried with him. When God raised him up from the dead, we were raised together with him. And we are now seated together with him. Glory, hallelujah, at the right hand of the Father. That's where we are. That's where we will forever be. Glory to God forevermore. So we actually did suffer with him, and now we have been glorified together with him. So we are heirs. We are children of God. And then we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. I mean, the, the, the understanding that all of you have of family right now, actually, you know, that understanding of dad, mom, and all of that, came from God. God is a family God. He loves to introduce himself as daddy, 
who has children and the process with which you became his child is what we call redemption is what we call regeneration all right you became his child because jesus paid a price and his substitutionary work brought you into the kingdom of god so you are children of god you are heirs of god and joint heirs with christ so everything joint heirs with christ means that jesus is your brother he's your older brother he's your savior he's everything joint heirs with christ means that everything that has been willed to jesus has been willed to you because as he is so are we in this world that jesus does not have a more um a more ebullient access to all that the father has than you everything that jesus has access to you also have access to glory to god forevermore all right so galatians chapter number three we'll read verse 13 and verse 29 galatians chapter number three we we'll read from verse 13 and verse 29. I'm reading in the NIV. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is any man, all right, who hung on a pole. Verse 29. Jump right there to verse 29. It says, because Christ has redeemed us, verse 29 says, if you belong to Christ, he has redeemed you, so you belong to him. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So we are heirs according to the promise. We are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Glory, hallelujah. So, all right, we talked about a couple of things that there are three things that we mentioned all right, we want to go, go into them yet again. All right, we mentioned the blessing of the firstborn. All right, because here it says you, if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So all of this actually starts from what God said to Abraham and his seed, not Isaac, no, but his seed, which is Christ. Glory, hallelujah. And following that lineage like that, leading up unto Christ, we have now been found in Christ in the lineage of God's grace. Glory, hallelujah. And all that belongs to Jesus belongs to you. I want you to type that all that belongs to Jesus belongs to me. I want you to participate tonight. Everything that belongs to Jesus belongs to me i'm an heir to a fortune i'm an heir to a fortune so once you see abraham's seed there once you see abraham's seed there and heirs to the promise all right it it behoves us then as wise people to go all the way back and then begin to follow the narrative from abraham down to us glory hallelujah so let's look at genesis 26 genesis you're going to look at scriptures tonight amen genesis 26 from verse 12 to 14 the bible says then isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold and the lord blessed him and the man began to prosper and continued prospering 
until he became very prosperous. For he had possessions of flock and possessions of herds, and a great number of servants, so the Philistines envied him. This is where we left off last week, and we're going to just pick up from here. The Philistines envied him. Now, all right, as you may well know, Isaac is in Abraham, Jacob is in Isaac, and we're going all the way like that, all the way to Jesus. Now, there, I mentioned that there are three blessings that is very prominent in the old covenant. The first is the blessing of the firstborn. What is the idea of the blessing of the firstborn? It is that if a man would have eight children or eight sons, all, all right, that the firstborn will take double portion of the man's inheritance. So he's going to divide his fortune into nine places, even though he has eight sons. And then the firstborn will take, you know, the the double portion. I get what I'm saying. That's the idea, okay, in the old covenant. And then I made mention that when we have come into Christ and we are now in the new covenant, we are not, we do not have a double portion. Everything is not double, double. God did not give us a double portion. He has given us all of himself, of his fullness as he giving to us. So we didn't just take a double portion because each and every one of us are God's firstborns. He has given all of us of his fullness. So I want you to type this, I have of his fullness. I want you to declare, I have of his fullness. I want you to declare, I have received of God's fullness. Glory to God forevermore. So that's the blessing of the firstborn. And we see it characterized here in Isaac. You know, how that, you know, Isaac, all right, was so prosperous, was so blessed that the Philistines began to envy him. And I mentioned that, you know, you know that something is really going on when nations are beginning to envy you. Glory, hallelujah. The second blessing that we talked about is the blessing of kingship. And I know you've received it before, but I just want you to receive it again. The blessing of kingship. And then the third one is the blessing of priesthood. So let's start with the first one, the blessing of the firstborn. All right, the blessing of the firstborn, please take note of this, is the spirit of excellence that puts value on people and sets a person apart in a special place. In fact, it's the kind of, you know, um, of of, you know, spirit of excellence that will cause, you know, a nation to begin to interact with an individual as though that individual is a nation. Just imagine the kind of value and excellence that must have been placed on a man. I get what I'm saying. That will cause the man to become like a nation. That the man now has the visage of an entity called a nation. So they are no longer relating with this person as an individual, but they are now relating with this person as a nation. Oh, this is powerful stuff. The power of God is upon this. What this means is that they see this man as a nation. They are not seeing him as an individual. They are relating with him as an entity called a nation. It means that their army, even though there are, are 50,000 in their troop, they see this one man 
as though he is 50,000. In other words, they accord him the respect that they will give a nation that has an army of 50,000 people. They begin to give that to one man. When they see you with the eyes of the spirit, they see Isaac and they say, this is a nation, all right? With the eyes of the spirit, because value has been placed on this man, all right? They say, this must be a nation. In other words, when they are preparing to receive him, all right, they are preparing to receive him as they will prepare to receive a whole nation. Do you understand what I'm saying? If they wanted to go to war with Isaac, they are going to prepare like they are going to war with a nation. All right, even though it's an individual. So the blessing of the firstborn is a spirit of excellence that puts value on people and sets them apart in a special place gives them the status of nationhood even though they are individuals now you see it is important to know what the blessings in their individual state entails because when we now come into christ that you are now in christ does not cancel the the nitty-gritty of the blessing you've just come into a more robust understanding of what has been provided. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. So now that you are in Christ, all of the blessings are credible, all right, in the old covenant. They are still yours. It's just that now that you are in Christ, you have now come into a more robust experience of all that has been made available to you. Who is hearing what I'm saying? So that blessing of the firstborn here is what we see going on with, with um, Isaac, such that a whole nation begins to envy him. In fact, they give him a status of nationhood. Glory, hallelujah. So please write this down. All right. Let's look. Before you write what I'm about to say, let's look at Psalms 89 and verse 27. Psalms 89 and verse 27. Look at this. Very powerful stuff right here. Look at this. This is very powerful stuff right here. Psalms 89 and verse 27 okay it says and i will appoint him to be my firstborn the most exalted of the kings of the earth can you see that so one of the things that accompanies being a firstborn son is exaltation so look at this it says i will appoint him to be my firstborn the most exalted of the kings of the earth look at this so there are many kings glory hallelujah but the blessing of the firstborn is a spirit of excellence that sets you apart that puts value on a person and sets them apart so there are many kings but he is exalted the most exalted amongst kings do you understand that's the blessing of the firstborn right here very clear look at it in another translation the King James says, also, I will make him my firstborn higher than the kings of the earth. If you look at the King James, the new King James version, it says, also, I will make him my firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. I get what I'm saying. So this, this um, blessing of the firstborn is the idea behind it, all right, is that it is a spirit of excellence. All right, that puts value upon a person and sets them apart in a special place. It's like you are in a class of your own. You're in a league all by yourself. 
This reminds us of the masterpiece status. You are in a class all by yourself. You know what? The new creation is in a class all by himself. Glory, hallelujah, that nobody can come close, that nothing can come close to. Do you understand what I'm saying? Set apart the highest, glory, hallelujah, so that for us who are in Christ, how you get what I'm saying? The spirit of excellence is not strange to us. It's not new to us. Hallelujah. That's how we were born. That's the blessing upon our lives. It's a spirit of excellence. Hallelujah. You're the best in everything that you do. Hallelujah. You don't set out to compete with anybody. But guess what? Every time, hallelujah, you're always on top. Glory, hallelujah. The highest of the kings of the earth. It has nothing to do with your score. It has nothing to do with what you got. It has nothing to do with your grades. It has everything to do with the fact that you are the blessed one. Glory, hallelujah. That the blessing of the firstborn is upon your life. Glory to God forevermore. And brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, glory, hallelujah, we've got this and more. God has set us apart. Glory, hallelujah, we are in a league all by ourselves. But you see, it's important for you to understand the implication of the blessing of the firstborn. Glory, hallelujah. You see, like I said before, I say it again, we are not thinking about the curses of the firstborn. Firstborn deliverance, all right? Firstborn, um, um, you know, being set free or whatever. No, 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 no. It's the blessing of the firstborn. Glory, hallelujah, the blessing of the firstborn. And you and I in Christ Jesus, God has set us apart. Glory, hallelujah, as the highest of the kings of the earth. Glory to God. Everywhere, now, now write this down. Everywhere that you go, everywhere that you go, you would always be on top. That's the blessing of the firstborn. You're always on top. Always on top. Hallelujah. You're always the one that value is given to. Glory to God. I want you to say that I'm always on top. I'm always the one that value is given to. Glory. Hallelujah. God gives you a golden voice in the midst of people. Glory to God. He gives you a golden voice. You're always set apart. Hallelujah. The highest of all. Glory to God. And you must be conscious of this. Hallelujah. You are an heir to a fortune. These are the implications of this. I'm never, I'm never on the same level. Glory. Hallelujah. I'm always set apart. Glory to God. Redemption has set me apart. Hallelujah. His righteousness has set me apart. Glory to God forevermore. God has given me value. He has put value upon me. Glory to God. You know, you're traveling abroad. And then they said something about, you know, the Nigerian passport. That everyone who holds the Nigerian passport is a suspect. You say, not me. Not me. Glory to God. Everyone who holds the green passport is going to be treated like a common criminal. You say, not me. You don't know who I am. I'm always set apart. God has put value on me. Not me. Hallelujah. There's something upon my life. I'm an heir to a fortune. Glory to God for evermore. I'm an heir to a fortune. You don't know who my daddy is. Glory to God. I've been set apart. Now listen to me. You don't you don't carry that passport and say, well, that's how it is. Glory to God. That's how it is. That's how they treat everyone who and then you join them to begin to complain. No. Right there. Right there. Just imagine you travel and then they begin to treat you like, you know, you are nothing because they see the green passport. Right there. Hallelujah. You enter 
align to consciousness and you say no this is not me god has set me apart glory hallelujah he has given me the highest status hallelujah he has given me the highest status you know what the new creation is the new creation is god's highest status that could have ever been bestowed upon anyone has been bestowed upon you so you go on to declare no god has given me the highest status are you getting what i'm saying he has put his value upon me i've got the spirit of excellence that sets me apart from everyone on the face of the earth i am not getting ready to partake of their fear i'm not getting ready to partake of their anxiety i'm not getting ready to talk like they talk i'm not getting ready to speak worry like they do glory hallelujah i'm an heir to a fortune the blessing of the firstborn rest upon me. Glory, hallelujah. It's a spirit of excellence that has set me apart. Glory to God forevermore. I'm not getting ready to partake, hallelujah, of their calamities. Glory to God. I am the one that value has been given to. Hallelujah. I'm the one that value has been given to. Praise God forevermore. Oh, glory to God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? Very important that you understand the implication of this. Glory to God forevermore. Now, you want to ask yourself, why did um, why did um, this, this man... Why did Isaac experience what he experienced? All right. Why did he prosper and continue to prosper to the point that the Philistines envied him? It was because the blessing was upon his life. The blessing was upon his life. Now, guess what, brothers and sisters? We do not just have, you know, a double portion, like I said before. We have of his fullness. Glory to God. I told you, you are, all of us are heirs of God. And all of us are God's firstborn because God doesn't have a secondborn. I get what I'm saying. So we are all first sons, firstborns of God. Hallelujah. And now we did not just receive a double portion. Brothers and sisters, we have received of his fullness, of his fullness. Oh, glory to God. Hey, hey. The power of God is upon this. I have received of his fullness. Glory to God. I am full. Pleroma is at work in me. I'm full full glory to god i'm full the exact number that is in god is the exact number that is in me glory to god i'm full glory hallelujah full glory to god forevermore oh thank you dear lord jesus oh glory hallelujah now let's look at psalms 110 psalms 110 and verse 1 so that's the blessing of the firstborn here and then we'll go straight into the second one. Glory, hallelujah. Psalms 110 and verse 1. All right. I'll read from the King James. It says, a psalm of David. The Lord said unto my Lord, sit at my right hand. That's the position of authority. The position of value. Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's the blessing of the firstborn. Now, brothers and sisters, we are seated together with Christ. Hallelujah. The Lord said unto my Lord, this is a psalm of David, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. This is what it means to be a joint heir with Christ. Seated together with him. Hallelujah. You have received the seat of honor. Sit at my right hand means 
Take a position of value. Take a position of honor. You are not ordinary. Hallelujah. Come to high table in life. Are you getting what I'm saying? Come to high table in all things. Be treated differently from everyone else. Glory. Hallelujah. You set this consciousness in place. As you are writing proposals, you set this consciousness in place. Hallelujah. As you are applying for things, you set this consciousness in place. I'm not ordinary. I'm not anybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They don't just relate with me anyhow. No, no, no. I'm different. I am special. God has given me a right-hand position in Christ Jesus. I am seated in a position of honor. Glory. Hallelujah. I am seated in a position of honor. You know, now you see, when you start to talk like this, when you know these things, people are going to call you proud. People are going to say you're full of yourself. They're going to call you proud. They're going to say you're too full of yourself. Well, 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 well. You know, that you are refusing to back down. That you're receiving to be intimidated. You're refusing to be a coward. All right? People will say, what's, what's she feeling like? Oh, but brothers and sisters, it is God who has given me a position of honor. It is God who has said to me, sit at my right hand. Oh, glory. Glory, hallelujah. Sit at my right hand. Thank you, precious Holy Ghost. Oh, glory to God. Can you give him thanks wherever you are? Can you give him praise? Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. In Christ Jesus, I have not just received a double portion, but I have received of his fullness. Glory to God. I am not afraid of it. I'm not ashamed to say it. Glory, hallelujah. I have received of his fullness. I'm an heir to a fortune. I'm a joint heir together with him. Glory, hallelujah. Galatians 3 and verse 29 tells me that I am Abraham's seed. I'm an heir according to the promise. God has given me a position of honor. He has given me a position of value. God has set me apart. I've been set apart from the struggle. Set apart from the worry. I've been set apart from struggles. I've been set apart from the downturn. I've been set apart from sickness. I've been set apart from diseases. I've been set apart from disillusionment. I've been set apart from confusion. I've been set apart from not knowing what to do. I always know what to do. I'm not part of the crowd. I don't see myself as part of the crowd. Glory, hallelujah. I'm always singled out for favor, singled out for honor, singled out for blessings, singled out for prosperity, singled out for wealth, singled out for favor. I'm always singled out and picked for prosperity and picked hallelujah for anything good glory hallelujah they always single me out why because i'm an heir to a fortune i received this when i became born again i'm an heir to a fortune glory to god i'm an heir to my father's fortune i received it the day i became born again thank you dear lord jesus glory hallelujah is somebody being blessed by this glory hallelujah now, the second one is the blessing of kingship. Please write it down. The blessing of kingship is rulership, authority, dominion. I get what I'm saying? Dominion. Glory to God. Now, let's look at Psalm 110, Psalm 110, that's 110 and verse 2. Look at this. Psalm 110 and verse 2. The Lord shall send the rod of strength. I'm reading from the King James. Out of Zion, rule thou in the midst of your enemies. Let's look at it in another 
um, translation. Let's look at it in the NIV, for example. It says, the Lord will extend your mighty scepter from Zion. You know, whenever you see scepter or you see rod, you know it is kingship. Glory, hallelujah. And then he goes on to say, rule in the midst of your enemies. So what, what is the implication of being an heir? I rule, glory, hallelujah. I reign, glory to God, hallelujah. It, it is the blessing that causes people to listen when you speak. Glory, hallelujah. Doors open to you of its own accord. Glory to God. Rulership such that God gives you a voice. Are you getting what I'm saying? These are the implications of being an heir of God. A joint heir together with Christ. Hallelujah. You have the scepter, the rod of authority. Hallelujah. The rod of dominion. The rod of power. When you speak, people listen to you. Glory, hallelujah everywhere God has placed you there will be honor glory to God forevermore wherever God has placed you there will be honor glory hallelujah so you see you know a lot of times people people are very worried when they hear of the word honor you know maybe to give somebody honor they are very worried it makes them feel funny it makes them feel uncomfortable you know maybe to to honor someone to honor your pastor to honor your parents to honor your dad to honor your your mother you know to honor people makes you feel uncomfortable you know it makes you feel like you're hero worshiping you know to honor your pastor makes you feel like ah am i am i sure i'm not doing too much it's because you don't realize Hallelujah. That naturally speaking, all right, supernaturally speaking, rather, you know, the destiny of every believer is honor. Is a place of honor. Is rulership. I get what I'm saying. Is dominion. I get what I'm saying. How much more those that God has set over you, either to be your parents or to be, you know, your your pastors or to be your leaders spiritually, you you have to get comfortable with the fact that God has already brought you into a place of honor. Are you get what I'm saying? And let me tell you, those who truly have it, those who truly know that that's who they are, will not be afraid to give it. I get what I'm saying. Those who have, have come into a place where they are they are comfortable in their own skin, they know I'm a man of honor. I'm a woman of honor. God has given me honor. Let me tell you, they are not ever uncomfortable with giving honor. Why? Because they know that when they give honor, it does not take away from them. Hallelujah. Instead, instead hallelujah, it is proof of your identity. It is proof that you know who you are. Brothers and sisters, God has given you a scepter of rulership. Glory to God. In the year 2024, hallelujah, God has given you a scepter of authority, a scepter of rulership. He has given you a voice that people must listen to. He has given you a voice that people must obey. See yourself, hallelujah, as a king. Glory to God. God has made you a king. Glory, hallelujah. He has made you a king. Glory, hallelujah. He has made you a king. Glory to God forevermore. He has given you the scepter of rulership. Hallelujah. Now, now all of you know what kings do. 
right? They make declarations. They make it boldly. I get what I'm saying. They make declarations. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, precious Holy Ghost. Langra diga perol solamande. Nagra de tsuskiza afa. Andre zeprevetola kia. Angra tika pandoskoze. Kandre duske. Mendroskopa rumperoske lepa. Rambale kochena. Mandre gaskila. Megeteke palonsgilapaya. Langra takapaya. God has given us a position of authority. Glory to God. He has given to us a position of rulership. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Glory to God forevermore. Romans chapter number 5 and verse 17. Romans 5 and verse 17. Is somebody getting blessed? Glory, hallelujah. Let's look at it in the New King James. He says, for if by one man's offense, death reigned through the one. He says, much more, those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life. Glory, hallelujah, through the one Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, we reign in life. It's a life of reigning. Glory, hallelujah, we've received abundance of grace. This is what it means to be an heir. I have received abundance of his grace. I have received his gift of righteousness. And therefore, I reign in life. Hallelujah. In other words, I've got royal blood. Glory to God. I have heritage living. Glory to God. I'm reigning in life. Why? I have received the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. I am reigning in life. It is kings that reign. Glory. Hallelujah. So this is the blessing of kingship. It is that we reign in life. Glory, hallelujah, hallelujah, we have authority, glory, hallelujah, you know, I talked about the, the kingship being from the tribe of Judah, glory to God, the scepter of authority, God has given to you the scepter of authority, hallelujah, kingship is yours, glory to God, you are reigning in life, and brothers and sisters, when you reign, sickness does not reign, diseases do not reign, infirmities do not reign, hallelujah, Fear does not reign. Hallelujah. Doubts do not reign. Hallelujah. Worry do not reign. Failures do not reign. Glory. Hallelujah. I want you to declare I'm reigning in life. I'm reigning in life. I am reigning in life. I'm an heir. Glory to God. I'm an heir to a fortune. And I reign in life. Glory. Hallelujah. I've got royal heritage. I've got royal blood flowing in me. Glory to God. I'm reigning in life. I'm reigning in health. I'm reigning in finances. I'm reigning in ministry. Glory to God forever. I'm always on top. Never beneath. Glory to God. I'm reigning in life. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, precious Holy Ghost. Glory to God forevermore. Now, the third one is the blessing of priesthood. The blessing of priesthood. Let's look at Numbers 18 and verse 20. The blessing of priesthood. Numbers 18 and verse 20, reading from the NIV. It says, And the Lord said to Aaron, You will have no inheritance in their land, nor will you have any share amongst them. I am your inheritance, and I am your share and your inheritance amongst the Israelites. Now, remember, we touched on this, you know, um, two Sundays ago, all right? And we touched on this. And of course, everybody who is listening to me, all right, even a baby would know that Aaron represents the priesthood. I get what I'm saying. So the blessing of the priesthood is that you receive the Lord himself 
as your inheritance. Glory, hallelujah. You receive the Lord himself as your inheritance. Let's look at Numbers. Let's look at Numbers 6, 22 to 27. Numbers 6. Numbers 6, 22 to 27. I just want to establish something and then I'll go right, right away, you know, because it is very important that we get this. Glory, hallelujah. And the Lord spake to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his son, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. And say unto them, look at this. It says, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you and lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I want you to follow this. This is very important. That one of the things that you would realize about the priesthood is the fact that the priest had the ability to set the value of things. The priest had the ability to use his words. And maybe I'll show you this on Sunday. To use his words to set the value of things. In other words, whatever value that the priest gives to something, all right, that is the value that that thing has. So it is important that you recognize that God has made you a priest. Why is it that, the, you know, it, it is the priest that is doing the blessing? Because the priest is the one who sets value. He gives the value of things. So look at how the priest has valued the people. He says, the Lord bless you and keep you. Glory, hallelujah. The Lord make his face to shine upon you, a face of graciousness, hallelujah, and be gracious to you, glory to God, this is the value that the Lord has set, all right, on the people, now let me, let me, let me, let me explain this, okay, let me explain this, so imagine that you go into a city, let's say you go into Saudi Arabia, for example, and then the shake, the shake of the city, all right, has been given the responsibility to watch over a vehicle. He says, watch over it. Let your face be upon it. Let your countenance be upon this car. It tells you that for you to assign, you know, a shake to watch over a vehicle, then it tells you that the value of that vehicle must be something extraordinary. Now, brothers and sisters, we are worth more than a Rolls Royce. So the Lord's face is shining upon us. His countenance is upon you. Glory, hallelujah. It tells you how much value has been placed on you. Now, that's what priests do. They set the value of things. Glory to God. They set the value of things. That's the blessing of priesthood. Now, I want to show you, I want to show you um, a couple of things here. Three things that the priest does. And I want, to, I want you to write it down. Three things that priests do. Three things that they do. Number one, they offer prayers. They offer prayers to God on behalf of the people. In fact, this is what we call the priestly ministry. This is very important. I want you to get this. The priestly ministry of the believer. You want to write it down. All right? Offers prayers to God. Ministers to the Lord. Offers prayers to God concerning people, concerning things. I get what I'm saying. So we stand in the place of prayer. It's the 
priestly ministry that the believer has. It's the, listen, it is the benefit of knowing that we have advantage with God and that he hears us because he has brought us into the office of priesthood. Gloria, hallelujah. This is so good. This is so good. In other words, you can decide that nothing can spoil on your watch. You can decide that mama's health cannot spoil on your watch. Hallelujah. You can decide that things cannot go wrong on your watch. You can decide that your husband's health, your wife's health, your fiance's health, hallelujah, can be preserved. You know why? Because you have been you have been given the legitimate the legitimate right, the legitimacy to stand in the place of prayer. And hallelujah, speak to the Lord concerning things. Hallelujah, minister to the Lord. Glory to God. So number one, the, the, the duties of the priest. Glory, hallelujah, is that you offer prayers to God. Glory, hallelujah. Now you see, prayer is not the religious thing that we do without expecting results. Hallelujah. No, when we pray, we turn things around. When we pray, we change things. This is the benefit of being an heir. Do you know what it means? You're an heir, you walk into daddy's room and you say, daddy, I have a friend that, that I really don't like what's going on with her life. You know, she's really struggling right now and I want you to come through for her. That's prayer. I get what I'm saying. So, you know what? You're talking to your dad on behalf of the people. Glory, hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm saying? And then you're talking to the people on God's behalf. Glory to God. You stand in your place. Hallelujah. You take your place and you say, not on my watch. Glory to God. Because now you know that you can offer prayers to the Lord. You can speak words to God. You can minister to the Lord and you can speak words to God. Oh, glory to God forever. Evermore. I'll give you scriptures in a bit. All right. The next, the second thing that priests do is to offer thanksgiving. Offer thanksgiving. Offer thanksgiving. Number one, we offer prayers. Number two, we offer thanksgiving. This is where we are ministering to the Lord. Hallelujah. Offering up thanksgiving. Thanking the Lord. Glory to God. Thanking the Lord. Offering thanksgiving to the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, many believers have not taken seriously their priestly duties. They've not taken seriously their priestly ministry. You know, things might be going wrong around you. And you've not taken your place as a priest. Hallelujah. That you have the advantage with God. Who is hearing what I'm saying tonight? You have the advantage with God. What's the advantage that you have. He hears you. He hears you. Glory. Hallelujah. You've been called into the office of the priest. Glory to God. So number two is offer, offer thanksgiving. And then number three is to offer sacrifices. In the old covenant, it was bulls and goats and all of those things. In the new covenant is the seeds we are sowing. We offer sacrifices. We sow our seeds. Glory, hallelujah. We put our seeds in the ground. Glory to God forevermore. I'm a priest. We put our, we sow seeds. Glory to God forevermore. Don't be, you know, you see, the, it, it's so important that you know that you are an heir. Hallelujah. Heirs are not afraid of resources. Glory, hallelujah. Yes, we give. Hallelujah. It's a priestly ministry of the believer. Now listen, listen, let me tell you. Why is it the priest that offers up sacrifices in the temple? 
I get what I'm saying? They bring their bulls, they bring the goats, and then the priest is responsible for offering up those sacrifices in the temple. Brothers and sisters, we are not afraid of generosity. We are not afraid of giving. Glory, hallelujah. We, we, we offer prayers, we offer thanksgiving to God, and we sow our seeds. We offer our sacrifices. Glory to God. We are generous people. Hallelujah. What is an heir without generosity? Do you understand what I'm saying. How do you know you've met a prince if you don't meet a generous person? <laughs> do you understand? For God so loved the world that he gave generously. Glory, hallelujah. Now let me show you what we're talking about. Alright? So let's let's give you some scriptures to back up what we're saying. Who is being blessed tonight? I feel that many of you are being blessed tonight. Now I want you to write this down. The priestly ministry of the believer. Just make it like a head note. The priestly ministry of the believer. Alright? And then just repeat it again. Number one, offer prayers. Okay? Now to buttress that, we look at John 17 from verse 1 to 26. I just want you to go there very quickly. We're not going to read everything. John 17 from verse 1 to 26. Alright? Now this is Jesus offering up prayers to God, taking up his priestly ministry. Now, but before we go on, before we go on, let me just show you, all right, that you are now a priest. You are now the priest of God. All right, First Peter, we looked at it on Sunday, First Peter 2 and verse 9. All right, First Peter 2 and verse 9. All right, he says, but you are, NIV, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. So when you came into Christ, it is, you know, the blessing of the firstborn, the blessing of kingship, the blessing of priesthood, all put together and then has come in one in Christ. So now you see the combination royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. That's the blessing of the firstborn. God's special people that you may declare the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. So I, I'm sure that you agree that God has made you a priest. Glory to God. He has made you a priest. Now, John 17 and verse 1, we look at the priestly ministry of Jesus. You know, when Jesus has spoken these words, all right? If you look at the text, itself, it says the high priestly prayer. So Jesus offered up prayers to God. All right, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son. So he prayed like that and he prayed for the disciples. All right, the hour has come. Glorify your son. All right, that the son may glorify you. Since you have given him authority, I'm reading from the ESV. Since you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all who have come, who have who you have given him verse 3 and this eternal life that is and this is eternal life that they know you the only true god and jesus christ whom you have sent i glorified you on earth having accomplished the work that you gave me to do and now father glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave to me out of this world. Yours they were, 
and you gave them to me and they have kept my word. And now they know that everything that you have given me is from you. Please make eye contact with God's word. Verse 8. For I have given them the words that you gave me and they have received them and they have come to know in truth that I came from you and they have believed that you sent me. Now look at verse 9. I am praying for them. This is Jesus taking up his priestly ministry, taking up his priestly office to offer up prayers on behalf of us. Oh, he says, I'm praying for them. Hallelujah. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. Verse 10. All mine are yours, and all yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Verse 11. He says, I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I'm coming to you. Verse 12. Look at, look at, look at this. Verse 11. He says, Holy Father, keep them in your name. He's praying there. He's praying. Oh, hallelujah. Keep them in your name, which you have given me. Hallelujah. That they may be one. Brothers and sisters, you've got to realize that you can effect changes in the place of prayer. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. You're seeing something that you don't like. You can stand in the place of prayer and change it. You know, I remember as a teenager, I was reading these words and even now, you know, that same emotion is welling up inside. I was reading these words of Jesus and as I read these words as a young man, maybe 19, 20, 21, as I read these words, tears began to roll down my eyes. Look at the prayer of Jesus. Oh, if you read it, oh, I'm, I'm telling you, you'd be so touched. Oh, brothers and sisters, you'd be so touched. This was Jesus taking up his priestly office and praying on behalf of his people. He even prayed for us. Hallelujah. He prayed for us who will believe through the message of the disciples. Hallelujah. He prayed for you. Glory to God. Jesus prayed for you. And even right now, at the right hand of the Father, Jesus is there making intercessions for us. Oh, brothers and sisters, you take up your priestly office. Hallelujah. The believer must realize that you can effect changes in the place of prayer. Why won't you pray? You can effect changes in the place of prayer. Hallelujah. I said you can effect changes in the place of prayer. Glory. Hallelujah. You know, have you seen an heir? Have you ever seen an heir that has refused to talk to his principal? I mean, you want to talk to your principal all the time. Because you've got to know all that belongs to you. Glory, hallelujah. We spend time taking up our priestly office and offering up prayers to God. Jesus did it. Hallelujah. And he showed us how to get it done. Glory to God. We stand in the place of prayer. We take our place. Hallelujah. And we offer prayers unto God. Glory to God. We offer prayers unto God. We don't take defeats. No. We don't take no for an answer. No. We offer our prayers unto God. You know, my mind is taken to the conversation that, that went on in scripture. The Bible says they laid hold on James. Alright? Herod laid hold on James and killed him. In the book of Acts chapter number 12. You know, he laid hold on James and killed him. Glory, hallelujah. And then the Bible says that when he saw that what he did pleased the Jews, he laid hold on Peter as well. 
with the intention of killing Peter. But the Bible says, Kambarata kila pero Oh, glory to God. The Bible says that prayers were offered up unto God on behalf of Peter by the church. Oh, glory to God. Prayers were offered up unto God for Peter by the church. Oh, glory to God. Prayers were offered up unto God for Peter. Peter by the church. In other words, they did not resort to fate. They did not say, well, that's our fate. We'll just be dying one by one. The devil is a liar. They did not say, well, whoever they lay hold on, hallelujah, we'll just be dying one by one like that until we are all no more. No, these men understood that they could effect changes in the place of prayer. Glory, hallelujah. I'm not accepting anything that's, that looks like a negative fate. No, 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 no. And when I say faith, I mean F-A-T-E. Glory, hallelujah. My faith is the finished work of Jesus. My faith is the sacrifice of Jesus. My faith is the redemptive work of Jesus on the cross. My faith in life is all that Jesus has accomplished. Hallelujah. My faith in health is all that Jesus has accomplished. My faith in my finances, hallelujah, is all that Jesus has accomplished. That's my faith in life. That's my faith in life. I refuse to accept anything that is not in the will that Jesus has made available to me. Glory to God forevermore. Whatever is not in the will is not in my life. Glory to God. My faith is all that Jesus has accomplished. That's my faith. That's my faith. That's my faith in life. What's your faith in life? Your faith in life is all that Jesus has accomplished. Glory, hallelujah. What's your faith in your health? What's your faith? F-A-T-E. What's your faith in your finances? Glory, hallelujah. It's all that Jesus has accomplished. What's your faith in life? It's everything that Jesus has accomplished. In other words, if it is not in the wheel, it's that's not your faith. If it is not in the wheel, that's not your faith in life. Aya, aya, aya. I say whatever is not in the wheel is not your faith in life. Glory, hallelujah. And in the place of prayer, we turn things around. Glory to God. So these guys prayed. They spent time praying. And the Bible says there was the manifestation of the spirit. The working of the supernatural. Oh, glory, hallelujah. There were angelic activities. And Peter was released. Guess what? Peter would have been killed like James. He would have died like James. But thanks be to God. The church took up their priestly ministry. And they prayed. Glory to God forevermore. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 12. 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 12. All right? So the priest will offer thanksgiving. 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 12. I'm reading from the TPT. 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 12. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Look at what it says. I'm reading from the TPT, 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 12. It says, the priestly ministry you are providing through your offering not only supplies what is lacking for God's people, it inspires an outpouring of praises and thanksgiving to God himself. Look at it. The priestly ministry you are providing through your offering. So we're looking at the priestly ministry, all right, where you offer sacrifices, it says it's the priestly ministry you are providing through your giving. 
Did he ever dawn on you that through your giving, you are functioning in your priestly office? Did he ever dawn on you? A lot of people do giving like it's a donation. I get what I'm saying? They are donating to help the poor in the church. They are donating to help the poor pastor or the poor church. You know, did you realize that your giving is a priestly office? Glory, hallelujah. It says the priestly ministry you are providing through your offering. In other words, when you give, it's not just a donation. When you give, you're not just helping a poor church. When you give, you're not just helping a poor people. When you give, you're not just giving to a poor church or to a poor God. No, you are, you are practicing your priestly ministry through your giving. Look at it again. It says the priestly ministry you are providing through your offering not only supplies what is lacking for God's people, it inspires an outpouring of praise. So whenever your, your giving is done well, it, in, it, it inspires praise and thanksgiving to God. Are you getting what I'm saying? By the receiver. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you're not just donating. If you, if you, if you do your priestly office without, a, without an understanding of what you're doing, what you'll be doing is you're going to be doing philanthropic donation and you will get a philanthropic reward. But brothers and sisters, your offering, your giving is a priestly ministry. Glory, hallelujah. You know, many people talk about giving. They encourage other people to give, but they never give themselves. Many pastors don't give. It's your priestly ministry. You are an heir. So one of the ways we know heirs is by what they give. You are an heir. So you come to the table and you practice your priestly office. The priestly ministry you are providing. Glory, hallelujah. Through your giving. Glory to God. Let's look at 1 Peter 2, 4 to 5. 1 Peter 2, 4 to 5. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Look at what it says. It says, as you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God, and precious to him. Verse 5. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. Did you see that? Offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. We are a holy priesthood. We are offering spiritual sacrifices. Glory, hallelujah, acceptable to God. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are a priest. Glory to God, offering spiritual sacrifices. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. We offer the, the spiritual sacrifice of our thanksgiving. We offer the spiritual sacrifice of our offerings. Glory, hallelujah. We offer the spiritual sacrifices of prayer. Is somebody being blessed tonight? Is somebody being blessed tonight? Now, let's look at the final scripture and then I close. Leviticus 7. 11 to, Leviticus 7, 11 to 34. But we're not going to read everything. We'll just read 11 and 12. Amen. Leviticus 7, 11 to 34. That, that scripture is for offering of thanksgiving. We offer thanksgiving. Look at what it says. It says, and this is the law of the sacrifice of peace offerings that one may offer to the Lord. Verse 12. 
if he offers it for a thanksgiving, do you see that? He offers it for a thanksgiving. Then he shall offer with the thanksgiving sacrifice. So there is such a thing as the thanksgiving sacrifice. In other words, you are giving thanks to God, offering thanksgiving as a sacrifice to God, offering thanksgiving as a sacrifice to God. So you're leaving this service tonight knowing that I'm a king. Hallelujah. First, I'm a firstborn. Glory, hallelujah. The blessing of the firstborn rests upon me. And in Christ Jesus, it's not a double portion. It is of his fullness I have received. Glory, hallelujah. The blessing of kings rests upon me. I reign in life. Glory, hallelujah. And the blessing of priesthood. Hallelujah. I offer prayers. Glory to God. I offer thanksgiving. Glory to God. And I sow my seeds. I give. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm taking up my priestly office in my giving, in my generosity. Glory to God forevermore. I stand in the gap. Hallelujah. For the, for the body of Christ. I stand in the gap for my local church. I stand in the gap for my pastors, for my leaders. I stand in the gap. Glory, hallelujah. I'm a generous man. I'm a generous woman. Glory, hallelujah. Now, brothers and sisters, everything I have shared with you are the implications of being an heir of God, a joint heir together with Christ. This is the implication. Let me tell you something. If you don't take up your priestly office and pray, listen, things, will be, things can be happening, you know, things that you don't even like. But you have not prayed. You refuse to pray. They, they laid hold on James. They didn't pray. When they laid hold on Peter, they started praying by force. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, God has brought you into a fortune. It is your heritage. You stand, you pray, you offer thanksgiving to God. Lord, I thank you. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Glory, hallelujah. And by the Spirit, as you thank Glory to God, you see things multiply. And then you sow your seeds, knowing that this is your priestly ministry. It's your priestly office of giving. Glory to God forevermore. Glory, hallelujah. Now go ahead and give him thanks right now. You're a priest of God. Give him thanks. Lift up your hands wherever you are, if you can, and give him thanks. Lord, thank you for the word we have received tonight. Thank you for the blessing that you have brought to my life. Thank you for the blessing of the firstborn, of your fullness I have received. Thank you because I'm an heir. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, hallelujah, for bringing me into royalty, for causing royal blood to flow through me. Thank you because I'm a royal priesthood. Thank you because I'm a holy nation. Thank you because you have made me a priest. I offer prayers. Glory to God. I stand and pray. Thank you. Hallelujah. I offer thanksgiving. Thank you. I, I sow my seed. I offer sacrifices. I give generously. Glory to God. To the work of the gospel. Glory. Hallelujah. I take my place as a priest of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God forevermore. You know, so if they if they ask you tomorrow, are you a priest? You say, oh yeah, I am. I'm a priest. I'm a priest of God. Hallelujah. I take my place. Whenever you are giving, don't give like it's a contribution. 
No, no, no. You worship the Lord with your giving. Oh, glory, hallelujah. You're about to give a million. And you say, Lord, I thank you. I worship you with my giving. Glory to God. And you send it out of your account. Oh, brothers and sisters, what a life God has called us into. Lord, I give you thanks. Lord, I give you thanks. I'm an heir to a fortune. Lord, I give you thanks. Lord, I give you thanks. I'm an heir to your fortune. Glory to God. I'm a priest. You've made me a priest. A royal priest. Glory to God. I offer up prayers. Hallelujah. I offer up thanksgiving. Hallelujah. I offer up giving. I offer up giving. I offer up giving. Glory to God forevermore. Lord, we give you thanks. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, precious Holy Ghost. Thank you for engaging with us in this episode. We trust that your life has been beautified. If you'd like to share what Jesus is doing in your life through this ministry, please write to us at hello.blueprintstories.org. You can visit our website at www.blueprintstories.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Blueprints Church and on Instagram at The Blueprints Church. Share.